Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the incarnation of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who came, who lived, who died, and was raised again that we, too, might live. May we worship this child who was born for our salvation, rightly as our King. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As you all know, as was well demonstrated by the greeting that I had when each and every one of you came in, at least it seemed, we are waiting patiently or impatiently, depending on the moment, for the birth of our first child. As you all know, not necessarily from this example, but waiting can be very hard. It's not necessarily that we don't know what is coming, but it's all those unknown variables that are involved in it. When will it come? What day? What time? Will it be in the middle of the night? Will it be in the middle of that snowstorm that seems to be barreling towards us? Will I be here tomorrow or on Sunday? All of these questions are left unknown in our minds. I tend to keep a fairly orderly schedule, although I don't always arrive right on time. I know that, for example, if I have a meeting at the 10 o'clock hour with this per certain person, that some point between 10 and 11, I will most likely be meeting with that person. And so the unknown is difficult for me. Waiting and not knowing can be very hard. Waiting and being unsure of how something may work out in our lives is a challenge for each and every one of us. And so as we read the gospel story this evening, we're left with this question, or we start with this question, rather, the question of the Christmas carol, which we'll sing after communion tonight. Who is this child? What is this child? Who is this child whom we read of? At first, we're given all this detail, and it may seem or extraneous and confusing to us may seem like we're just getting this weird introduction to some baby that's lying in a manger. This baby who's lying in a side room of a house, surrounded by animals, in a lowly estate. We get some details. We find out that his mother and father had traveled some 100 miles to be counted and to be made known to the king, to the Caesar. I jokingly texted Julie, hey, let's go for a 100-mile walk this afternoon. And she responded with a laugh for some reason. I can't imagine what Mary's thoughts would have been in that moment of, hey, we're going to go travel halfway across the country. I know you're due in a few weeks, but it'll be fine, right? The unknowing had to have been difficult. Having this child in her womb, coming to be known. He was born to unmarried parents. To the world, he seemed to be an illegitimate child. 
In fact, it seems to be testified to by the fact that they're told, oh no, our guest room is full. Our stories often sort of romantic, or our versions often romanticize this when we say it was the inn. But nowhere else is this word ever translated in. And more likely, he went to his family's house and they said, oh no, what have you done? You're not married yet, and yet your wife is very obviously pregnant. You can stay out in the, in the side room with all the animals. That'll be warm enough, I'm sure. And we hear this today as well. Oh no, this is just a nice story about some illegitimate child and the care that he got and blah, blah, blah. But who is this child to us? Is he still unknown to us? Who is he, really? But we learn something important. He was born of the royal lineage. His father, or at least stepfather, was of the house of David, that great king of Israel. But yet he was not born in a palace, but in that manger. He was rejected by many, even at his birth. So who is this child, really? Israel had been waiting as we wait. Israel had been waiting not weeks or months or years, but centuries for a Messiah to come and set them free, to set them free from their oppressors, to set them free from that awful Roman Empire and the Greeks before that and others before that. They waited and waited and waited. By faith, they knew he would come, but they did not know when and they did not know who he would be. And so they waited for this unknown man to come. So who is this child? Some shepherds tell us who, because it's revealed not to the kings, it's revealed not to the priests or the prophet, the priests or religious leaders, it's revealed to the shepherds. This is an interesting detail in this story, not because it makes it all romantic and fun, but because the shepherds were outcasts. They were stinky and vile people. But that is who God revealed the incarnation of his son too. For the angels, these terrifying creatures surrounded by God's glory, come to the shepherds, to the lowest of the low, and say to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. All people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ, who is the Messiah, who is the Lord. He is born. And they make this announcement. They reveal who this king is. They reveal it to those lowly and dirty and stinky and vile members of society that Christ, has been born. The Messiah, that long-awaited one, has finally come. Rejected by the world, Jesus is worshipped 
by angels. And then we see that the shepherds go later in this story and they tell Mary what they have seen and they go home glorifying and praising God. For who is this child? He is Christ the Lord. Christ, who as Paul would say to Titus, that brought, brings the grace of God to appear, bringing salvation for all people, training us, training you and I to renounce ungodliness, to renounce worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting again for his coming again, waiting for our blessed hope, which is the appearing of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. For his appearing, when he will appear, not as a babe in a manger, not humbly, but in the fullness of his glory. For he gave himself for us to redeem us from our lawlessness, to redeem, to purify for himself, you and I, to be a people for his own possession, who are zealous to glorify him in our good works. So who is this child? He is the Messiah. He is our King. Now, my friends, may this Christmas Eve and every day May we join together with the angels singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. You are invited to stop waiting and to start praising. It does not matter who you are, where you've been, where you are, or where you are going. Through Christ, we can join you can join that heavenly chorus, that chorus of heavenly hosts in singing his glory. So let us sing tonight and every day. Glory to God in the highest. For our King of Kings was born a babe and lived that we and lived and died that we might live in him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.